1: Hey everyone, it's your host Pepe with the 11th episode of Minority Landlords Podcast. Apologies if I sound weird. My tongue is literally on fire. I banted drinking hot milk. Pepe, what? Yeah, hot milk is a thing. I know in America, people don't boil milk before drinking it, but I've got to tell you, it's the best thing. You You gotta try it. It's the most delicious thing you'll ever try. Anyways... I'm psyched for this episode because screening tenants properly is one of the most important process that you all need to be good at and have a great system set up in place. I've had a lot of people who are interested in real estate, but they are afraid to take that step because their biggest fear and concern is getting in real estate and ending up with a tenant or tenants that make their lives a living hell. We've all had crazy deadbeat tenant stories, and yes, it's scary. I'm not saying that having proper screening process will 100% eliminate your likelihood of ending up with one or two deadbeat tenants throughout your real estate career, but the truth of the matter is, Proper screening will heavily reduce your risk of ending up with one. I know you all have heard of stories where tenants just went crazy. I've personally had tenants that did exactly that. I've had I had one that have told me to go learn the laws of the United States before I use them. And a bunch of other lovely remarks when I'm actually using them correctly. And I was like, what? Then I realized I'm a minority and she isn't and i got her point trying to show me that she's superior because she's from here well not really technically she's from europe since so she ain't native American. but anyways it is what it is i i was actually curious and decided to read some online stories of crazy tenants and one of them was here i'll, I'll quote it, and i quote my father was a landlord he rented to mainly lower income and had luck people he went to collect rent that was way overdue one night and the tenants were really drunk and beat him up hit him in the head with a two by four with a nail in it he lost his eye that's crazy like i say like these these tenants like it's we, we all can get them here and there for me personally each and every tenants i've ever had issues with they are those that are inherited i've never personally had any issue with a tenant that I screened and brought them in by myself so Just to put it out there. So make sure that you be five your screening. I'm sharing this story to show how crucial crucial proper screening is and as landlords having a proper screening process will help you avoid lots of these kind of issues if you don't have a proper screening process then like i had said in one of the episodes you need to blame yourself for the issues and do something about it if you are bad at it and have always had issues then just hire a property management company to take over your rentals or get a real estate agent you trust to help you find a good tenant i personally prefer doing screening by myself because i personally have personalities i can sense I'll be able to work well with and those that I can't. And most importantly though, I stick to my criteria of the kinds of tenants I want to reside in my rentals. I'll give you all my process and what I look for when screening tenants. The first thing I look for is I try to obtain a proof to show that their income is not less than three times what their monthly rent is. This is industry standard for most landlords and I do follow this too because obviously you don't want it to be too low. I feel like three times makes sense to leave a room for them to have leftover money to be able to pay their the other bills associated with running their lives. Because obviously if rent takes up a majority of their income, they will be struggling and it just won't work out. This is not just for my selfish desires trying to ensure that i get paid but it's also for the sake of tenants so that they don't have to go through this struggle of living paycheck to paycheck and barely making ends meet you'd be surprised there's a lot of tenants out there that have applied to rent one of my rentals and their income is just incredibly low some even over 90 percent of what their rent is they're just not putting it together that it won't work out and it will be a struggle struggle for them so that's your job as a landlord to help them but tell them verbatim their income is too low and that should look for something cheaper that would work best with their budget. Then you are actually helping them make good financial decision and not finding themselves in a bad spot. Also keep in mind I don't post my applications online. What I do is before anything else, when the applicant reach out after seeing my ads, I usually first look them up on social media platforms like Facebook and see the kind of person there. Social media presence can tell you a lot about a person. After they've passed my social media test, I don't see any drugs or guns on their profile, Then I I usually have a phone screening getting to know them through the phone, ask them what they do for work, why they are moving, what's their credit score range, have they been evicted and so on. Then I tell them what I'm looking for and what their requirements will be and what the process will be like i tell them they will pay for their own credit and background check as well if they agree and i like what i have then i invite them over to come check out the place i usually i'm there present to sense to sense them and pay attention to the kind of people there how they carry themselves and such if i get a good vibe then i send them the application back to how their presence made me feel this might sound crazy but i usually depend on this more than even the other criteria such as credit history and criminal background checks reason is because if my personality and theirs doesn't quite match it would be a difficult relationship i usually focus on picking the kind of personalities i know i'm going to be able to work with somehow because obviously if they are disrespectful and just have plain out bad attitude when you meet them which is one of my biggest pet peeve that relationship can never work after they pass my vibe test then i go ahead and do criminal background check credit check and Employment check a check current and past landlord and check their references the other thing I do I usually verify with their employees to make sure it's true they work there I also usually ask for employment a letter if they, they have that to ensure that they're tr- they're truthful about their employment while looking into their employment I try to think if the job is one of those that's have stability or not because in today's age of COVID and whatnot a an non-stable job can be an issue in addition to employment verification I also Verify their income through either their employee or by looking at their pay stub. The other thing I also verify is I ask the applicant for their ID and take a photo to verify that they are who they actually say they are. Now let's talk about criminal background check. This is very important to me too because I don't want someone with offenses that might cause other tenants not to feel safe living in my property. Personally as weird as it sounds I myself could care less about having a good person with a criminal brain living in any of my properties. Why? Because I believe in second chances and believe people change regardless of what they did. So I could care less about having them in my units if they check all the other boxes. Now problem comes to whether or not my other tenants will be comfortable with the situation and high chance they won't be comfortable. I've personally had a tenant that was moved in by significant other with a not so good criminal record that I personally didn't mind since they obviously need a home at the end of the day. But every tenant was on my behind about it and making a big deal about it so I had to make a decision that made the other tenants comfortable. So yeah with the criminal background aspect of things I encourage landlords just not deny people solely because of their records but to weigh it out and see if they check other boxes and how bad it is. Obviously if it's something very crazy by no means do what you got to do but if it's minor stuff and whatnot don't worry about it. I have another have another. tenants currently that I googled them and they've had brushes with the law prior and I was skeptical about it in the beginning but they've ended up being one of my best tenants so yeah don't judge people solely based on what you see on their record because at the end of the day housing is a human right we all need a place to call home so when screening do what you gotta do but keep in mind to always be kind to people regardless of their walks in life and realize that it's just not illegal to discriminate during this process but it's also just ethically not right the third thing i check is credit score for credit checks focus more on the credit history rather than the actual score because the history can give you a good idea about their financial history i've started checking this but i do not put a lot of emphasis on it reason is because i've had tenants that i pulled their credit score and did not meet my criteria and they end up being great great tenants so this is again one of those things that sometimes life happens but I try to have my criteria requiring folks to have at least a 650 plus score if less and they check out all the other boxes, then I usually just give them a shot I get it bad credit can seem like the tenant is living beyond their means or they're bad financially but quite frankly there's a lot of good people out there that maybe just made stupid financial decision like I did in the beginning that made my credit score tank but also keep in mind I'm a little bit experienced lano so there are things I take serious and weigh them with other factors for your beginners I would say try to be strict ish until you have some experience under your belt so requiring a 650 credit score will help minimize your risk of getting a terrible tenant but regardless of whether or not you're new though on their credit history pay close attention on the late payment part of the credit history if it's low because they've always been late then definitely that's an indicator that they are most likely to be late when paying rent as well if it's some big medical thing that's ruined their credit so be it we all go through some issues like that which makes sense but if it's mainly constant late payments or like lack of payments or bankruptcy then be careful also pay attention to the debt owed section and use that towards your calculation remember how we talk about how their income should be at least three times their rent if you end up finding that they have a ton of debt then pull those into consideration too and ask yourself roughly how much are they paying each month for those debts subtract those subtract your rent and subtract some common sense monthly bills you can think of and see how much they will be left with other big and very very important section to check when running credit check is under public record section of the tenant's credit report it should indicate if tenant has been evicted or sued for past due rent for me if a tennis has been evicted before or sued for not paying rent it's an absolute no no for me again like i had said credit for me it's not everything but i do focus on the sections i mentioned so i make an educated decision again credit score is important to certain extent but i wouldn't totally rely on it just use the data to serve at a minimum as a one more point for you to make your decisions by also i personally do not pay for credit score like 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 I said before and background check, I make tenants pay for them in case I make several people do it and I don't want to waste my money. If a tenant really wants the place, they should be able to pay for the 40ish bucks to run their credit and background check. The other thing I check are the references, references are very crucial as well. Some people think you just talk to their current landlord but guess what the current landlord might be wanting to get rid of them too so they'll give the tenants a good recommendation just so they can be done with them what i do is i check with the current landlord a lot of times they won't tell you the truth but oh well i still check check with them then i also check with previous landlords they've had how do i know that i request them to provide me with the names and phone numbers of the company or the previous landlords i tend to look them up online too after they've given me their phone number and the name in order to to, to ensure that the number is correct in case tenants gives out their friends names to fool you thinking it's their current or prior landlord trust me that happens a lot too so make sure to do your due diligence and don't just go with whatever the tenant is telling you some bad tenants will play these games i've known people that give someone's name and phone number saying that they are their previous employee or landlord yet it was their friend faking so their friend could get a job or an apartment terrible but it happens so do your due diligence and make sure the contacts are legit some few things to keep in mind for whatever criteria you follow do all you can and follow the fair housing act i've talked about this before and i just can't stress this enough. The Fair Housing Act basically says that it's illegal to discriminate in the sale or rental of housing. What does it mean for your landlord? Basically, you can't discriminate folks because of their race color religion familiar status sex national origin or disability even minus the law aspect of it don't just discriminate on someone just for the heck of it as we know it's just ethically not right to do so overall screening is very very crucial in this business make sure that you follow an extensive screening process to ensure that you get the best tenant you can, not just for the sake of you not having to deal with the eviction process, but for the sake of not putting the tenants in a bad spot as well. In spite of your screening criteria or whatever, I would call it, please do your best to be as fair as you can. Like I said before, at the end of the day, we all just need a home, we all just need a place to call a home, I get it, there's people that will make your life a living hell, but there's also a lot of people out there doing their absolute best and have the best and best of intentions. And I'm a testimony of that. Some of my tenants, most landlords would automatically deny them. But at the end of the day, they all need to be given second chances. We all need to be given second chances. So this is minority folks platform. I want to be real about this. As we know, racial discrimination in housing is a huge issue. And it's always been. In spite of the Fair Housing Act that was enacted back in 1968, things haven't changed a lot. There's still a lot of loopholes that allow landlords to discriminate on minorities. The backbone of this act was to to prohibit discrimination in the sale, rental and financing of housing based on race, color, national origin, religion, sex, familial status and disability. But this still happened, and it happens in big numbers, and I unfortunately don't see this ending anytime soon. A recent study from the Boston Globe showed that black renters are much more likely than white renters to face disadvantageous treatment when trying to rent an apartment and all that this is not foreign news like i said it's not another reason we are here at minority landlords not just to shift minorities from being renters to owners but to also educate minorities to understand their rights in order to reduce this housing discrimination madness. And everyone here listening can do something to help. I know no matter what this kind of discrimination, it will never end. But we can do something to reduce it. And if you're a minority or live in reality, know this. There comes a point in life that you just have to accept the reality that humans are messed up and imperfect and we don't live in a perfect world. But collectively, we can make a little bit of a difference. And if we can do that, then that's what success is all about. I well know that this being a real estate or finance podcast, you'll think I'll be here telling your true definition of success is having money or their praise value of your success is determined by your job no it's not i know there's a rich man out there on a ventilator in your local hospital that will give up all his millions and billions to be able to be off of that and breathe by himself again because his money can't buy him his next breath so yeah success is not all about money like i've said money is very important and valuable but it's not a representation of success that the society have brainwashed us to believe. Actual success is waking up healthy, making an impact and like I've said over and over being the best you can be in whatever it is that you do. It's not the big houses, nice cars or flashy job titles you hold, it's not. You can be working in a group home as a social worker or as a nurse or as a school teacher as a janitor and be a damn good definition of success if you are best at what you do and find a way to make a positive impact. When I was in college, we had this amazing janitor that worked in my dorm that I'll never forget. I've forgotten some of my professors' names I had when I was in college, but I can never forget this amazing, honorable man because of the mark he left with me and many other students. This guy was the nicest guy that lifted everyone's spirits every single day and was dearly loved by the entire campus community because of his vibrant personality, excitedly greeting students and wishing them to have a good day or even lending them a listening ear and providing advice to students whenever they needed to. He was very kind to every person and treated everyone that passed by him exactly the same. Whenever I think of living a successful life, I think of him. So yeah, if you work a minimum wage at Dunkin Donuts and are great at what you do, you make the best coffee and greet your customers with a smile and treat them with kindness and send at least one of them out to start their day with a smile, you're more successful because you're making tremendous impact than the guy in Wall Street making millions and just playing with numbers all day with no much human interaction. Back to my point, I pray and hope we all can do a thing or two throughout our real estate careers as landlords or as real estate professionals to help end this massive discrimination that's sweeping the housing space. All right, folks, thank you all for listening. Until next time, stay hungry.
0: Thank you for listening to Minority Landlords Podcast please like and subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes so that we can reach as many people as possible. We will appreciate it if you tell your friends and family too about the podcast. Also visit us at MinorityLandlords.com.